Hi everyone, welcome to today's show. My guest today is Diogo, and he's my colleague. Diogo Rice is a Portuguese lawyer who lives in Shanghai since several years. And he is exceptional because not only is he advising his clients about legal issues in China, he is simultaneously building on his career as a professional boxer in China. And that's not easy. Not only because he has to divide his time between two total different fields, but also because professional boxing is not in such an advanced state as it is in the West. I'm very curious about his experiences as a boxer, what motivates him and how he feels China and how he experiences work and life in China. So let's talk with him about it. Hey, Diogo, welcome in my show today. Hello, how Clara. are you? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, welcome. You are actually in our Shanghai office right now. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. I am. I am. I'm in Shanghai. I'm in the office. So all matches. <laughs> okay. Good. Hey. Yeah. Let's uh, jump right into my burning questions about your experience as a foreign boxer in China. How How did that start? Um, well, basically, I, I I came to China for work, right? And but I was I was uh, I've been boxing for. Uh, for several years prior to my uh, to my time in China, so when I moved to China, of course I um, I was looking into keep going and keep training and keep boxing. I didn't know how long I would stay here, nor what would be the extent of my uh, let's say boxing career here. But I, I just wanted to keep training, and I was competing in Portugal, so I wanted to, if possible. Uh, keep competing here as well, so that was pretty much how, how I kept going with it. Mm -hmm. And how, yeah, so you arrive in Shanghai and then you, yeah, yeah you look how you can, can uh, continue training and then you roll into that world and then yeah, one yeah. leads to another, I assume. Basically, as soon, one of the first things I, I did, even as soon as I knew that I was coming to Shanghai, was to check for, for boxing teams because boxing is yeah. indeed a huge part of my life. Um, at the moment, uh, and it was at that moment already, uh, has been for, for several years. So I was, um, first thing I checked even when I was in Portugal, it was for, for boxing gyms. And when I came here, first week I was looking into a couple of different gyms to see if I couldn't find a place that would be suitable for me to keep trying and, and keep doing, and I found it. Um, and, and, and that is pretty much What was it. the level of the box? What did you think of the, of the quality and the level of the boxing gyms in Shanghai at the moment. Uh, and this was in 2014, right? Yeah. I think the, the biggest struggle is that for me, being a foreigner, I can yeah. I, I can't really. It's hard, and especially when you arrive to have access to the to the most uh, or the the gyms that are exclusively about competition, because it's more for Chinese, more government. The way sports works in China is more government-run kind of facilities, and it's not really uh, a place that you just show up and 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 start training. So of course mm. I was um, I was looking into the options that were more available to me, and and this would be also gyms that combine the competitive side but also the commercial side. I had a chance to uh, find a, a gym called the Boro Academy uh, that else that had a pro team back then. Uh, not all fighters were pro, but a team with with a very good level. Uh, fighters from China, Russia, Kazakhstan, uh, so on several different countries, 
and um, and I had the chance to to find them and, and start training uh, there as well. Um, actually, I found the gym specifically because um, one of the other gyms that I visited uh, redirected me to to this gym. Thought that it would be more suitable for the left level that I already brought with me. Uh, and, okay. And this is uh, then I got to Bor Academy. I had the chance to to meet uh, Michelle Aboro as well, which is a living legend of uh, the sport, uh, former world champion. And, um, and, and a seven-time undefeated female champion, right? Exactly, pound for pound fighter, yeah. and the list goes on and on. So basically, I had the chance to yeah. cross my path with her and with the gym and start training there. Uh, in the beginning, I didn't really have a specific expectation about uh, how would I compete, or uh, I was competing as an amateur boxer and initially as an amateur kickboxer as well in Portugal in the amateur circuit. Um, mm -hmm. So when I came to China, as I said, I didn't know exactly for how long I would stay here. So so I just want to yeah. keep training, keep see what's going on, and, and one day after the other, then see how things evolve. Yeah. And when was your first fight? I fought uh, my first fight ever in China. In, uh, okay, in China. So as I was saying, I was fighting in Portugal, and then in China, I think I only fought probably about a year after being here because it is um, in the amateur circuits is is not that many chances to fight here being mm. a foreigner. Um, just giving you a, a, a little bit of background as an amateur boxer kickboxer back in Portugal, I was fighting in the official competitions, regional, national championships, uh, won mm. several tournaments at regional and national level as well. Um, yeah, very I, organized. Yeah, it was more, not that it's that organized in Portugal, in other places it is, much more, but uh, but, I, but I, me being Portuguese, I was in a place where I could fight in the national championships, uh, which I did, I won um, national championships, I fought in the, in the representing the national team as well here in DC in kickboxing in the world championship. So I was more in a, it was a bit more structured, the amateur competitions there. And when I came, I was, I was at that level because the, my professional uh, career gave me this chance to, to come to China. Um, yeah. So I just, and I, I thought it was a great chance to come here and I wanted to keep going with the other part of my life as well. So came here, found the gym, start training, and then after a while, uh, after being a little bit more used to be here, getting my routines and so on, mm -hmm. I had the, then I started looking into, into fights. The amateur circuits were a little bit harder for me because I'm not Chinese, so I can't really fight in the official national championships, regional championships, because again, mm. I'm not... I'm not uh, Chinese. So you're, you're not allowed. allowed. They don't allow foreigners. Exactly. Exactly. It is, ah. it is a local. Is is more of a local competition. In pro boxing, is different, of course. But in in the amateur circuits, um, it's a bit like that. But there are still some amateur competitions um, that are, that would allow more. Uh, they are official, but they are not the official uh, federation competitions. I say it like that. So it was in some of those fights that then I had the chance to. To, to compete and test myself in. Yeah, okay. And yeah, so how many fights uh, did you do uh, well, since then? Prior, China total. Okay, yeah. Prior to China, I did about, I think, over 40 fights uh, oh, wow. as an amateur, which might seem 
a lot, but in the amateur circuit, in real amateur circuit, is not that much. I started quite light. I started only as when I was 20. Um, yeah. Well, I was a, a runner before, actually, a high-performance runner. Um, then I had a little break. Then I, I, I jumped into boxing uh, and started competing again without even thinking much about it. Just ended up doing it. Um, so after that, I moved to China. I had about uh, 10 fights here as in this amateur, uh, at these amateur competitions that I was describing that I was allowed to compete. I would say, yeah, about roughly 10 fights, 9 10, 11 fights, I think, and then mm -hmm. at some point I turned professional, and now as professional I have uh, four fights already, uh, one in Europe and three in China. Okay, okay, wow, okay. So, yeah, I can uh, imagine that the whole setting, if you have a fight, the whole setting is like completely different than, than back home for you, right? I mean, it's a complete Chinese environment, and maybe... The status and the image of the sports is a little bit different. Uh, can you tell more about that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is very different. But uh, first of all, the, the sport is is pro boxing. Focusing specifically pro boxing is relatively new in China, but it's mm -hmm. growing a lot. Like everything in China uh, mm -hmm. that has interest, start, once it starts growing, starts growing a lot. If you compare it with with other places in Europe, um, like England or Germany, for instance, is still uh, catching up. But if you compare it with Portugal, the professional scene is way bigger here. There's not really oh, much wow. professional scene in Portugal. It is it is is growing, and and uh, and there's there's definitely quality there. But I'm talking more in terms of structure, not in terms of the quality of the of the boxes. Um, so actually, it is much bigger here uh, compared to Portugal, and keeps growing. But at mm -hmm. the same time, for me, it's also very different because I'm not Chinese. I mm -hmm. fight in Chinese uh, events, and uh, so far, mm -hmm. I only fought uh, Chinese fighters here. Um, so of course, I'm always um, a bit the the outsider, as it's as it's normal when you fight the, yeah. the local uh, the local fighter. So yeah. fighting in a Chinese event. In front of a Chinese audience against a local fighter, of course, um, I am, I am the, I would say the, the less favorite, the less favorite, yeah, uh, at least from the public's perspective, which is perfectly normal. Yeah. It's, it's how it is. But that must be mentally really challenging. I mean, you're preparing yourself for a fight and uh, made the best win. You really, it is a long, uh, you, yeah, you prepped for it, you put a lot of uh, blood, sweat and tears in it. And then you are entering the, the ring, the stage, and yeah, knowing that you're the least favorite of the two. Yeah. How do you deal with that mentally? Yeah, definitely it is, uh, it is a challenge, but at the, I try to put things in perspective. And the fact is that uh, in the end of the day, it's a square, and we are both there and no one else, here mm. or anywhere else. And he has two arms and two legs and one head, in principle, <laughs> as I have. Yeah. So, um, so regardless of what it is, the place where we, where we are competing is the same. Uh, the intervenience of it are the same. Of course, the support of the, of the public, I, when I'm inside, I, it doesn't really affect me much. Maybe I learned from it. Maybe I was prepared for it because I knew it would be that way. 
it doesn't uh, really affect me much. Mm, and okay. um, I, in a way, I kind of like it. Uh, that, that, <laughs> that hostile, hostile yeah. environment somehow. Uh, I guess I thrive a little bit with it as mm. well. So you feel like, yeah, you feel like it's it's like uh, you know stimulating you to get the best out of you. You feel even more challenged. Yeah, I think okay. I think the 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 challenge is 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 what leads to achievement and, and to, to yeah. the fulfillment of achieving. And at some point, I, I do find a little bit of uh, some entertainment as well, and some, I would say, even some some uh, um, pleasure out of uh, having the chance to uh, ruin the party a little bit. I think it's uh, it's it's funny. Of course, in the end of the day, uh, this is all the psychological side. But the way I look at it is a sport, and we are yeah. competing. All the other factors they might play a role, but they. The best, the best we can do is try not to let ourselves get affected by it because it's it's a competition between between two persons. Yeah. That's it, here or anywhere else. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I was also I heard in the news also that uh, because of the virus situation that uh, there were UFC fights without public presence, and yeah, that must be really weird also to have like big fights with no public. But after hearing you, I understand. That yeah, it's just one of the. I mean, yeah, it's just one thing. Yeah, and it's not. It is very important, yeah. of course, and it gives you. It, it, of course, having the support is very good. And even when you don't have the support, but all the energy, I also feed myself with the energy, even if it's against me. So not having anyone yeah. would be a bit ah. more, bit more, more strange in the different situation. But I think in the end of the day, mm. it's all about mindset. So you can. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's not yeah. as exciting. But in terms of the of, of the, the challenge that the other competitor brings to the table, it's still the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, and you also have like a small group of fans probably uh, yeah. going with you. Definitely. I, yeah. Actually, and and that's also interesting because of course I've been here for for longer for some time, and I also have a. A very it, it's a good point they mentioned apart from that when I fight further away from Shanghai it's a little bit harder but I had for instance one fight in Shanghai that I think I had probably 50 people maybe mm. even more that were there to 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 support me and they and even in a crowd of, of hundreds or thousands of people they can be mm. they can be very loud because maybe the guy that <laughs> was fighting with me uh, had a lot of a lot, all the audience was, or the majority of the audience was Chinese, but were not specifically there for him. And the 50 mm. ones that were there for me mm. were there for me, exactly. So, so I can also feel that support. And of course, mm. further away is a little bit less, but in Shanghai, where I where I live and where I train and so on, I still I still can get a lot of uh, a lot of support, and it feels great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, so yeah, it is important to have people supporting what you do and your your choices and your challenges. Yeah, good to... Uh, extremely to important, extremely important. My, my yeah. point was mostly that although it's extremely important and the more support, the better, uh, yeah. you can still try to find a way if you don't have it to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to, to try to feed yourself with something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay.
Yeah, and is it? Uh, do I have to imagine that it's a very luxury, uh, luxurious way that you're treated when you're you're like a star, or how does that? Yeah, uh, it does. China, right. China has that uh, has that characteristic, right? Where it, even though when you are um, fighting and competing in that moment uh, against a local fighter, that the general audience will be. Uh, rooting for for my opponent and not for me the fact is that once it finishes that there, there is that uh that <laughs> a bit of celebrity treatment china has that oh, because, okay, okay, uh, okay. people get very curious and also i like to think that um if you do a good job people will also appreciate for the skills that you display there because in the end of the day it's uh yeah. it's it's a show and and, and, and it's a place yeah. to, to to uh, right. display your skills, and I think boxing is a lot about that. Is a show, is entertainment, is and it's yeah. beautiful when it's well played. So, so people that yeah. appreciate it would also recognize it. I think. Oh yeah, okay, that's great that there's appreciation for the for the performance, regardless of the where you're from or the outcome. That's great. Definitely, I've always yeah, I've always felt that, uh, especially after the fight fights, I've always felt that here in China, even even. Even winning, it, there's no no hard the, no hard feelings, and and I have I haven't lost in China um, against any Chinese fighter in 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 my professional uh, career, and I never felt mm. any sort of animosity, quite the contrary, because of that. Okay, okay, yeah. So everyone is just very sporty about it. Yeah, in general, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, it's a good, it's a healthy competition. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then you're uh, probably these fights are usually in the weekend. So you have this, uh, you win the fight and you're treated like a celebrity <laughs> and then Monday comes and then you have to, yeah, go into your other role because, uh, you are also a lawyer at the same time. Uh, yeah. That, so that's quite exceptional and, and you are exceptional in my experience, uh, because of the, the way you are confident and how you're calm and you have eye for style and you're giving a, advice to people around you. And yeah, people benefit from that, from how you are and how you can be in two different lives. Uh, and also your experience, of course, uh, to, to deal with these, these, this tension. Uh, yeah. And apart from that, you're also a boxing coach. So tell us more about what, what motivates you. I, I think, um, Motivation-wise, I, I think there's I think there's several things that that motivate me. Um, I, I I said it before. It's it's something that really I feel that, uh, or I mentioned it briefly you know, a couple of minutes before that something that I really feel that about me. I need to be challenged in general. Is is a lot of of, of my personality, and I think that uh, challenge is indeed something that. For me, leads to achievement and and then leads to joy in the form of fulfillment. So it gives me a purpose as well. And also, I wanna live uh, a fulfilling life the best way I, I can. I feel extremely alive with sports, um, mm. but I also think that in life and, and in boxing in particular. But it, it, it but I also feel that in life we can be more than 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 one thing. And I also feel that, of course, we can't be everything because we, we're hardly going to be good at any of those things if we try to do them all. But we can have uh, different hats. 
Uh, and at the same time, another thing that motivates me is to, in a way, break a bit of the stereotypes that for you to, uh, for instance, be a lawyer, you will not be able to be a professional boxer because it's just not, it's a different profile. Or the same way, the other way around, for you to be a, a professional boxer in a, in a sport that has a lot of stereotypes, that is a lot of times connected. Mm. It is a tough sport, no doubt about that. For me, the toughest yeah. one. Um, but it is uh, it is more what you have inside of you than where you come from or what you are uh, outside the ring. Um, so I feel that in all aspects of my life, and I think we, what motivates me is, as I said, um, not only live a fulfilling life and try to do things that make me feel alive, but also try to be the best version uh, that I can be in, in in several aspects of my life. And also, if I can, I love feeling inspired by people. So if I can also inspire someone, uh, that would also be a, a very uh, interesting and, and very fulfilling feeling, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then on, okay. on top of all of that, when motivation comes and goes, so I think uh, I also like to think that if I have to choose, I prefer to have discipline rather than motivation because motivation comes mm. and goes, but discipline is what keeps you there all mm. the time in all aspects. So I, I think motivation is a, is a great boost, but what's keep, what keeps it all together is discipline, I think. Oh, that is a really, yeah, that's a really good insight. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, if you have discipline, then, uh, yeah, you don't, you don't, it's not influenced by emotion. Yeah. It's just there and just, you have to do that relentlessly. Yeah. Exactly. You okay. have, of course, you, for you to have discipline, you also need to have goals and, 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 and yeah. be goal oriented. So see what are you fighting for and what's your discipline. And here, fighting, not in a boxing way, but in, in life in general. Um, yeah. And then that's what the, if you know uh, why you're doing things, then if you want to do it, you better do it well, and then discipline will keep it together. Motivation will, will have a boost, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's definitely something to uh, remember. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure you're also dealing with lows uh, in your life. So, uh, for example, if you are losing a match or you have an injury, um, yeah, and just, just curveballs in life in general, living in China as a foreigner. How do you deal with that? Um, yeah, I think, of course, there's a lot of lows and, and it's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, but I think it's one, one thing is discipline, as I, as I just said, and, mm -hmm. and, and being able to see the end destination. Uh, because there's mm -hmm. always there's always a goal behind things, and then put things in perspective. Failure is 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 normal. Obstacles are are normal, and they're gonna um, they're gonna sometimes uh, break us a little bit. But in the end of the day, one thing that I that I uh, find to be a very very good way to put things in perspective is to stop sometimes and look to not look just for this low time but what what have you done already uh, before this low time and when you look at it when you put things in perspective um, you realize well I actually achieved much more than than what I lost not that you lose with the low but that's what I'm facing now and I think that um, that is a, this is a way to to 
to understand that we are all humans of course we're all affected uh, by um, by struggles um, yeah. but at the same time we if we put things in perspective and, and if we are able to have the confidence to to understand that that low is probably not as low as it looks like yeah, yeah, initially, yeah. Not forever. and it's yeah. definitely not forever, then we can see that, uh, that there's something that we can do with it. And there's always something to learn from it is, is, is an experience. Um, and then you can always you look at things. I remember like my, my both at work or, or uh, even or sports life as well, whenever I had bigger struggles or bigger lows, as, as we, was, we were saying before, I looked at it and I always thought, okay, that's pretty much two options here. Or this will make me uh, learn from it and, and work harder, or I'll just shift my path and leave this and move into something else. Uh, yeah. And that's pretty much, of course, there's more action, options. This is a very simplified way of looking at it, but it kind of helps you to put things in perspective. So if your goal is to keep doing it, then uh, even if it takes some time, try to put it together, try to to keep it together and learn from it and move on. That's what I try to. Yeah. That's what I try yeah. to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you probably also advise this to your students when you're a coach. Definitely. Yeah. So I, I yeah I know that you are you are also involved in, in some sort of boot camps where uh, yeah uh, people actually people who uh, who come after working hours to. Uh, be built into an uh, for an amateur fight in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So, are there any uh, interesting transformation stories that you can share with us? Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting interesting stories. Actually, it's uh, it's something that gives me uh, quite a lot of pleasure. We, as, mm. as you're saying, I'm also a boxing coach at actually uh, at a Boro Academy, which was a gym I was I started training, and then I was invited uh, by by Michelle to also join. But after a year training there, to also and start coaching more the commercial side of it, of the gym. But at the same time, we also have these um, uh, training camps that we put once or twice a year for, let's say, white-collar people or people that come from a white-collar background. Well, as mm-hmm. I actually come from, if you think about it, but, mm-hmm. I, but because I'm at a professional level, um, it's slightly different. But basically, people that are from a path that wouldn't be that connected with competing in boxing, in, in mm-hmm. principle, of course, or, or uh, at a first uh, look. So we put these training camps together where people mm-hmm. that want to join, they, they will be able to train like a, like a real fighter. And then in the end, uh, and they are really pushed. And in the end, they would, um, some of them get selected to, to fight. And, and mm-hmm. about transformations, of course, there's, well, physically, there are, a lot of transformations from people that lose a lot of weight, they start feeling much better with themselves, and so on. So, but that is, I guess. Yeah, because I'm sorry, but these boot camps are like open for everyone. Yeah. So it's also for people who are never doing anything. Yeah, exactly. With exactly. That happened also. You had like students who. Yeah, we had. Who were like, we had. We had. Okay. We had, because okay. then the thing is that we will match them in the end with gyms for with different gyms from yeah. like according sure. to their level to make sure that they all have yeah. a tough but fair fight. Um, yeah. So there are we we can adjust, and that's also our job running those camps to to do yeah. that. And so of course yeah. there's a yeah. huge physical transformations. But for me, what yeah. what uh, 
what motivates me the most and what gives me more, more um, pleasure is to see actually the psychological transformations. And the, mm-hmm. the, the biggest one would be, I would say, on a, on a confidence perspective, because we're talking about people, especially here in Shanghai, a lot of them are very well accomplished in their, in their jobs already. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not really something that they have that many problems. But in other aspects of life, um, they might feel, okay, I'm very good at this, but, uh, yeah. but then they might feel uncomfortable in other places. Boxing gym can be very intimidating. Um, yeah. And uh, what I see and what I always try to remind everyone is that, one, don't look at anyone else, but look at what uh, at you. If you're better mm-hmm. than what you were yesterday, then, then, you, then you're evolving, you're progressing, you're being a better version of yourself. That's the only comparison mm-hmm. you should do. And, um, and second, to, this is a very, uh, I think boxing shows you that, uh, and is a very good analogy for life, that we're not made of glass. Um, and this is something that we, a lot of times we think we can only get to know our limits or something close to that if we are actually pushed to those yeah. limits. And then yeah. majority of the times we're going to understand very fast that our limits are way beyond what we thought them to be. Because our mind controls everything. Not, yeah. Of course, uh, the body will, will carry uh, our intentions, but our mind controls it. And, uh, and uh, if, uh, if we set something to be our limit, then that will be our limit. But once mm-hmm. we, break, we, we get to that limit and we keep, uh, we keep forcing it, we will very likely, and this is my experience with myself and with others, realize that there was a limit today and, and, and tomorrow is, is just something normal. So that is for me the biggest uh, transformation. And, I, and, and then of course get the feedback that uh, people were able to, to transform their lives on a, or on, 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 at least on a mental or on a mental perspective as well, not only physically, it's very, very rewarding. There's plenty of cases. And then also I'm passionate about the sport of boxing. So having the chance to also uh, have more people learn, passion, learn yeah. improve, and and, yeah. and get also become passionate about it is also something rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be amazing to be part of that journey and and very rewarding. Yeah, uh, I, I I agree. I think it is indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and let's talk about uh, your uh, your work as a foreign lawyer in China. What kind of cases are you handling? Uh, well, you, mostly we we focus in um, in foreign investment in China directly in China or uh, with China. So majority of our cases would be mostly uh, related to corporate or commercial commercial issues because that's what. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, where it makes sense to have foreign lawyers to fill this gap between expectations of a foreign investor and uh, what is the reality culturally and legally uh, in China and in doing business in China. So most of our cases are are, are related to to foreign investment in China. Of course, mm-hmm. being here and uh, and then uh, and, and 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 having that ability to fill that gap. Uh, you also end up to some every now and then touch in, in cases that are a little bit out of of, of this uh, of this specific commercial uh, perspective of uh, of being a lawyer. But overall, that, those would be the 
the majority of the cases, yes. Okay, okay. And is there any case that made the most impression on you? Uh, yes, there, well, there were a couple, uh, but I, I would say that uh, I can't really get much into it, of course, but because of, of the ethical uh, obligations related to, to being a lawyer and, and, and disclosing information mm -hmm. and so on. But uh, I had, um, not too long ago, I was involved in a, in a criminal case, um, of course involved with, with a... Um, with the Chinese law firm because uh, we uh, also according to the law we can't directly engage as foreign lawyers in such cases so we, we, but we can work more as a, as a um, liaison between um, the, the, the criminal lawyer in China and, and the, the client let's say and uh, because of, of how different and it was a, a pretty um, complicated case in terms of, uh, of uh, how bad the consequences of it from a criminal standpoint could, could be. Um, mm -hmm. So, so it, it, it was quite an impact for me. Also, it is not even when I was in Portugal, I was not a, 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 a lawyer specializing in criminal law, of course, I yeah. had my, my, uh, my uh, let's say, legal sense and uh, and general understanding to be able to to navigate in such cases um, mm. and be here in the middle working uh, as, 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 as this uh, person filling the gaps between uh, China and, and the foreign expectations. But, uh, but it was quite intense um, to, to be involved in this case, as I said, especially not only because of the, of the facts that were involved in it, but also because of uh, the consequences that, that could come out of it. So that, I would say that that psycho, psychologically was a case that uh, had a, a huge impact. Others had as well, but I think also our job as lawyers is to try not to get emotionally attached because in the end yeah. of the day we deal with a lot of problems and we, if we start feeling that those problems are ours, it's going to be very hard to yeah. not be miserable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, especially was about criminal. Yeah, cases. I think criminal yeah. cases even yeah. more. But even in a commercial perspective, when uh, for when we're dealing with companies as well, for them, it's also a lot of times very emotional because it's their companies and and so on. But it's our we should try to remain as as uh, rational as possible to to better uh, help them, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, that's that's always indeed a good, good to stay uh, rational. Yeah, and do you have any uh, tips for companies doing business in China? Um, I would say that for a company doing business in China, I think preparation is the key. Uh, mm. China is, uh, I believe, a market where it's uh, much harder to uh, react than it is to prepare. React once the things uh, are are what um, once a problem arises. So I would say that on that perspective, uh, to to be able to to uh, prepare from a, not only from a legal standpoint, but prepare an entry in the market and and be be aware that it's a different market. Try to look into proper service providers that can they can. Uh, 
be with you along this journey and and give you all the, for the tools for uh, for a company to make their business decisions that are uh, more suitable for them. I think this is this is crucial and extremely important. Then mm. also understand that is a is a very different market from anywhere else in the world. It's a huge market. It's an extremely competitive one. Is a market and let's. Uh, especially when we talk about Western Western investors, is a market that works very differently. And again, that's why we, it makes sense to have service providers that can understand both worlds. Um, so yeah, just come, just to, to be, to invest in, in being prepared, invest in knowing the market, invest in, in, uh, in being humble enough to understand that uh, it is a, Mm. Not the market we a Western investor is traditionally used to, unless he's here already operating for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah, preparation so, yeah. is my yeah. main preparation and uh, invest and, and, and also investment in terms of uh, be patient and investment in terms of time and resources as yeah. well, because there's no way to to do it differently, I think. Yeah, 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 and so and how is it for you to be in a multicultural environment all the time? I think for me, I think it's the best that I will that I will take from Shanghai whenever I live is uh, is this multicultural uh, environment. Shanghai is such a cosmopolitan city with where you basically have the entire world without having to leave the the city. Right, there's there's people from mm. all over the world. Um, and so many different approaches uh, to life, to 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 problems, mm. to, to work cases, and I think this is for me the most exciting part about Shanghai, uh, on a personal level, on a professional level as well. I would I would yeah. I would definitely say that that uh, that that's what <laughs> what I think about being in this environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then my usual questions uh, to my guests, uh, who were your mentors who inspired you the most? Okay, I, um, well, I would say that, first of all, my parents, I think, uh, mm -hmm. I think the, the way I, I was, uh, I was raised, I don't know if you can call them mentors, but, but the way I was raised, I think, and the values that were passed on to me, uh, Character, loyalty, transparency, so on, fairness—all those, uh, all those uh, um, values were extremely important and a part of my education. As well, I, I was—I uh, studied in, a, I would say, at least in Portugal, very unique school. I studied in a military school, which is quite uh, singular. It has uh, more than over 200. Uh, two centuries of, of existence and tradition and and, uh, mm. and a lot of what I am today is also uh, based on the values that were passed on to me while I was there. I studied there for, for eight years, for the fifth grade mm. and twelfth grade, so during the time that uh, I think... Only boys, right? Yeah, now, now, is, now is mixed uh, nowadays, but during the time I was there, it was, uh, was only boys, it was a boarding school, of course, we, we go home. Oh. And uh, on weekends and so on, but it is a very, a very traditional in terms of values, uh, very traditional way of, of of growing up in terms of values, which I think I consider to be 
a great experience and I'm very thankful that my, my parents made that investment in, in, in yeah. me. It is, as I said, in Portugal, a very traditional school uh, yeah. and with, with the people that uh, came from that school that are now in, in home and have been mm. throughout history in very uh, in numerous uh, in decisive roles of, of the country. Um, yeah. Which also, I think, shows a little bit of of, uh, of proves that, that that is a that it builds uh, not everyone, of course, but it builds people uh, with a certain uh, pack of values, let's say, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, I would say yeah. these these two were were nuclear in in the in, in my parents and and the school the school I studied throughout the years. I was I was building myself. As 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 a as an as an adult, I think, because this is the foundation for for being there from nine to yeah. seventeen or eighteen is pretty yeah. much the and foundation of what I am nine today. Years. Wow! Eight, okay. yeah, yeah. Eight, uh, I got it with nine, and I came wow. out with with, uh, with seventeen. Um, wow! Was, yeah, I can imagine that it has a real big impact. Yeah, there. definitely. But of course, so young. Of yeah. course, also the the relationships that I created there, people I studied with, yeah. uh, we have some a uh, 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 sense of brotherhood. Uh, everyone that, that that were there. So these were definitely two fundamental um, parts of of my of of me being what I am. I think, and then I think mm -hmm. also experiences and the people that I've crossed my path with. In, in life and uh, as I said before I think I, I love meeting people that I consider interesting and, and inspiring and try to uh, absorb as much as much as I, as I can out of it and then do my own interpretation of, of, of what those experiences mean but, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah but I would say this uh, not really matters but uh, because I think in the strict sense of the word, that might not have any particular, anyone in particular, mm -hmm. but but all of this contributes to 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 me being who a, you are. Yeah, to me being what yeah. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. You absorb it from the people and uh, around you, and yeah, and learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Ten years from now, where are you, and what are you doing? That's an interesting question. I, I, uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure. I think, I think I. Uh, one thing that I know for sure is that I will be, whatever I, I will be a better version of myself. That's that's when I. That's mm. what I want to be okay. sure about. Whatever that. Yeah. How that is in practice, I'm not sure. But I, I. Uh, I think I am. Actually, it's interesting because I, I just turned thirty and and I. Um, I feel that I mean, in a, that question, uh, probably in other periods of my life, I thought I could, I, I would know how to answer that question, and now I think I don't know. Um, okay. So, but I know that. Uh, it's also it's new for you, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't I don't know exactly the what would be the the end or the place where I want to see myself. And in a way, I kind of like it not knowing because it it, uh, it gives uh, it makes it more exciting in a way. But of course, as I said, I have to keep. Um, I am a goal-oriented person, so I and my goal is to to keep bettering myself in whatever makes me happy and in the things I'm good at. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I force you to choose now, it's a bit of a cruel question, but to choose between being a lawyer or being a boxer, what would you choose? That is, that is a cruel question indeed, because the reason would say law, because that's a huge investment, but the heart would say, would say the other side, uh, or the passion would say the other side. At the same time, everything on the longer run, uh, there are things that are connected with your physical ability to do those things, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, yeah. physical so boxing ability as a, yeah, as a validity. Boxing as aspiration uh, date. Yeah. And, uh, and also, yeah. combine both things is, is, is very hard. I'm lucky uh, that I, I have also in the office people that, understand, that give me the freedom. I think, I also like to think because I've shown that I'm professional in what I do, but give me the freedom to manage my uh, times and routines uh, in a way that allows me to do both because otherwise if I was uh, in a place that uh, would care more about micromanaging me and not really if the results of what I do are, are suitable for what the, the, the company I work for, uh, for, for, for what the company I work for is looking for, I, it would probably be very hard for me to do that, yeah. but, uh, yeah. but I do have um, I do have that ability. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. For now, I, I don't uh, I don't know. And also, leaving from boxing is very hard. You know. Uh, yeah. On a more serious question, we have this idea. Of course, the top top level, there's a mm -hmm. lot of money involved. But for the average boxer, there's not really much. It's extremely mm -hmm. common for all the boxers to have second jobs. I guess I yeah. just have a job that is not so, a second job that is not so common. Uh, yeah. But it is, uh, it's normal, only the top, top level um, would, would, have, would have that. So I'll, I'll, I'll keep uh, with it for as long as it makes sense uh, mm -hmm. and, and keep moving forward in the end of the day with everything, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, uh, yeah, logical what you're saying. So, final question: uh, Do you have a typical day routine? And and now the world is in lockdown. Has that influence on your daily routine? Uh, it it did. I think in Shanghai now things are kind of back to normal, apart the fact that you can't really go in and or up and out of Shanghai because if you leave, mm -hmm. although it's very hard to leave very limited flights, but if you leave, you most likely you can't come back because the borders are closed. Um, so you don't really have the ability to make any travel plans or, or freedom of movement in that sense. But, uh, but apart from that, in my daily routines, doesn't really affect me much anymore because Shanghai is not really in lockdown. There's measures in place. Uh, mm -hmm. There's masks being used, there's controls, temperature, and so on, all these common measures, but pretty much everything is uh, almost business as usual now. Uh, there was a period where it was not like that, but I think Shanghai was definitely not even close to other places in China, nor close to a lot of places in a lot of uh, situations that uh, Western countries are facing now. So we yeah. The, the lockdown was not that intense. Of course, affected affected the routine. Um, let's say working more work being done remotely from the training part. Mm. Uh, 
there was a time where the gyms were closed, so uh, you had to find alternative ways to, to train out, out outdoors or, uh, or. How many hours do you train uh, on, you know, on a weekly basis or I, on a daily? It, it depends. It depends a little bit. I think in, in pro boxing we we work a little bit with with, with cycles. So when we uh, when we don't have a fight, I would train pretty much every day. But more to keep myself on a on a keep working on technical aspects and so on. But keep myself uh, in a good level. Um, so I would say maybe an hour and a half, two hours per day, not more than that. When I don't have when I don't have uh, fights, and I would train usually once a day because again, it's not the only activity I I, I do, and I would go and train maybe. Five, six times, six times a week. When I don't have okay. fights, now when I have fights, uh, then it would be different. When I'm preparing fights, particularly, let's say that the ten to eight weeks that uh, lead to a fight, I will probably be training every day, one one rest day per week, probably, but something like ten times a day because I would be doing training oh. twice, two, two sessions a day. Uh, so in those moments, my routines would be pretty much wake up, train, do some sort of a running or conditioning or so on, come to work, uh, and then in the end of the day, train again. Um, yeah. And then, or sometimes take also uh, lunchtime or whatever to, to do some training. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be a lot of of of, of what my routine is. And then in the middle of that, try to find some time to spend time with my girlfriend and uh, and not make not upset her much, uh, and yeah. spend time with my dog, which I love, and uh, yeah. and that that would be it. And have some some sort of social life if possible. Again, in the weeks that lead to a fight that is harder, and that will be I'll have pretty much no time other than working and and training. But in these yeah. moments, and now is the time for that because there's not really competitions going on, so things are a bit lower on that side. So oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also because of the virus exactly, situation, right? Exactly. So that okay. happens, definitely. So there's no, there's no, no fight planned or inside? No, or? no not really. Not, okay. not at the moment. So Okay, so nothing's happening in that respect. Nothing is okay. happening, so I also yeah. have more time. I keep, as I was saying, I keep training also because it makes me feel good mentally as well. Um, yeah. And uh, but uh, but I'm, I don't need to push myself so much. Also, from a perf- performance perspective, you want to yeah. push when you're closer to it. Um, yeah. So so now I would have more time to to do to do other things. Uh, yeah. Not traveling because we can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, not what? Not traveling because that's not possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, have to be more of a social life. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for for sharing uh, your stories and um, your your how you think about things. I I learned a great deal from you today. Thank you very you're much. Such, yeah. You, you you like challenge. You're very disciplined. You're such a tough guy. Uh, I knew this already, but it got uh, confirmation today again. I think it's great to have you as a colleague and uh, and, and as an inspiration um, so close by. And uh, yeah, I, I yeah I hope to uh, be able to see you fight in real life. Um, that didn't happen yet. 
So that yeah, there need to be two things happening for that. First of all, the China opening uh, its borders, and second, that there will be a five plan. I hope for you that it will happen soon. That's right. Yeah. yeah so good luck with everything, and um, yeah, thanks again. Thank you very much, Shoy. I just wanna uh, also thank you for inviting me, and also uh, I feel very um, somehow uh, happy. That uh, and, and even a bit honored that you find my uh, my uh, my stories or what, my life experience uh, somehow uh, inspirational and worth uh, being in a in a in a conversation in a podcast like this. Uh, it's, I was I was very I was very happy and uh, and that's it. Thank you very much for the opportunity. It was real. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. Yes, it was nice to talk to you yeah, like this. Yeah, although we know each other. <laughs> but yeah. it's a different. It's a different. Uh, it goes. It, it's a different approach, right? Uh, it goes. Yeah. In, in yeah. The, yeah. 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 Take real time to get to. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I uh, of course, you know, on paper it's interesting the life that you're leading to be a professional boxer in China and to be a lawyer. But in real life, I I, I know you. I see how you're dealing with things in life and how you're treating your colleagues, you know, so, and how you are in communication. So, yeah, no, you're an exceptional person in real life. So that's why I, I yeah, that's why I feel happy to, to have you as a guest. Yeah, that's not just because on paper you're interesting, but yeah. Thank you very much. Sharon. Okay, I think I said enough uh, nice times to think about you for a lifetime. I will, I will, keep, I will keep this, I will keep this and uh, get a ego <laughs> massage whenever I feel lower. I'll make sure yeah. I come back and I listen to this. Yeah, please do. Please do. Okay, thank you and have a nice evening. Thank you very much. In Shanghai. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.